0: old way of meal prepping just doesn't make sense for busy women like you and me. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. What was the old way of meal prepping? Ooh. Okay. So M, on today's episode, we're going to talk about how you and I, mm. or just women in our world, used to meal prep, which I would say is a bunch of recipes maybe 21 meals in perfectly made containers. Yeah. And why that no longer works for our lives today. Yeah. So. And also, I remember that, remember the
1: casserole making parties when you would freeze stuff? Honestly,
0: I kind of loved those parties. But yes, I do remember them.
1: Yeah, but like. It took a lot of time. It did take a lot of time. And who even
0: knows if you want to eat that in a month? And I never check things in the freezer, I would like to say. that's not a good strategy for me. Okay, so let's talk about what do we want to address in terms of meal prep today? What do you think are going to be some of our key points that we want to share with our listeners who are probably similar to us, maybe busy professional moms?
1: Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, you got to think about what it is you might want to eat for a short window. I love that. You know? Yes, and prep with that in mind. With that in mind. You don't have to commit to one thing for like an entire month.
0: Okay. Or even a whole seven days. So maybe to give you more variety. Variety. A way to give you more variety. Okay. The second thing I want to address is how to save women time and money when Mm. it comes to meal prep. Women love saving time and money. I know I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I feel like the next big one would be if you have Other type of eaters in your home, maybe picky eaters, maybe a significant other who is more of a meat and potatoes kind of person, how we can share our new way of meal prepping with you that will be great for picky eaters, great for variety, great for saving time and money, and great for your meat and potatoes kind of eating significant other
1: yeah i actually think we should start there because so many of us have not just that one significant other anymore in the house to provide for but we got like a couple kiddos running around that all have their own idea of how they want to
0: eat yeah like maybe one week they're vegetarian and (laughs) (laughs) next week they're only bacon (laughs) something else okay so Emma, let's start off first Walk us like back. How did you used to meal prep before we share the new way of meal prep that we do in the Angie Method? What was your way of doing it? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, this was a really good question. I actually got extremely overwhelmed by the idea of meal prepping because I thought you had to do all the fancy things for dinner with all the fancy ingredients, you know, and like have that on hand. And then it changed every single night And then you're just like swimming in grocery list or unpreparedness and or time.
0: Or time. Yeah. Okay. Before I figured this out, let's just go back to like 2010 maybe. So I was a few years out of college. So now I'm like adulting a little bit more. I'm starting to think more about my health and fitness. I'm thinking more about, okay, You live in the city of Chicago, you work in the suburbs, you leave at five in the morning to do a workout before, like you had to really like think about your Mm -hmm. food. And that was like the first time I really ever had to think about it. Right. And as you know, I've always really been into food. I've been into recipes. I'm into the food channel. And I, this was the time that I feel like in YouTube, like the how to meal preps were super popular. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever watched them, but I was really big into it. Yeah. I would binge and watch on the elliptical as I grinded away for an hour and a half, like meal prep videos all the time. And so then I would try to replicate those. Oh. But a lot of those were exactly what you said back that day elaborate recipes, yeah. or not even elaborate recipes, but they just were all recipes. And right. so I spent so much time building out my grocery list to get like one ingredient that I would use one time for this, like special, let's say, Thai mm-hmm. dish. And then it would just sit in my shelf. So I'm, like, spending all this money buying all these little tiny ingredients. Then I would make the dish, which took a lot of time to make recipes, right? If you're actually, like, having to read the recipe and follow it and whatever it is. Yeah. I always use chili as my example because I'd get really excited. Like, I feel like we're approaching fall season right now. And I would be so excited for the first batch of chili. Mm -hmm. I'd make, like, 8 to 12 servings because I'm like, okay, this is how you do the meal prep game. This is how they're showing it to me. I'd pack it all in the individual servings. I'd eat chili for two days and I'm like, I am really sick of chili, (laughs) right? And so then I'm like, now I spent all the money to buy the ingredients to make the chili. I've had it twice. I thought that was going to cover me for seven meals this week. It covered me for two. Now what do I do? I put it in the freezer or I throw it out, which is super wasteful. But even in the freezer, I never pulled it back out. And so I'm like, why am I spending all this time on Sunday, the one day I have off, Like three to four hours, like shopping for building the list, shopping the list, making the list. And then I'm not even eating the food. And I was like, well, screw it. Meal prep's not for me. That doesn't work for me anymore.
1: I totally agree with you. And, you know, I even when I first started having kids, I was like, all right, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to be the mom who cooks. (laughs) I'm going to make this really easy on myself. I I know that I hate like making sure that I'm prepared and have my grocery list done or whatever. I actually don't really even enjoy cooking elaborate meals that much. I'm like fast and easy. So I looked into all those meal deliveries, Like Blue Apron. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Blue Apron did HelloFresh. Then I was, then I even went back to the drawing board and I was like, which one's like 30 minutes or less cooking time? (laughs) And I hated it. Then they have the menu set and then you run into, I don't want that for dinner. But
0: now I've got all
1: this food. Yep. It just wasn't working.
0: And I think that's what it was. I am a person of variety. So I would make recipes thinking that created a lot of variety. But after I'd eat the recipe twice and I still had six servings left, I'm like, well, this gives me no variety. Like yeah. I'm tired of eating the same like Mexican dish or the same Thai dish or the same whatever chili dish. And right. so the problem that then happened for me was I just kind of stopped meal prepping altogether. Because in my head, I thought it had to be recipes or like the perfectly made containers. Mm -hmm. And then I would just default back to very reactive type of choices when it came to building a meal, which was like fast and easy.
1: Yeah. And
0: that didn't work for me either with the goals that I had.
1: So then you end up running by Chick-fil-A or DoorDash or just like whatever you can possibly have on hand. Because we weren't prepared.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and back in the day, I didn't even have those options. <laughs> so That's it, true.
1: What did we do before, like people delivered to well, your I think dogs? it
0: Well, I think it was more like Taco Bell and McDonald's. Yeah. Like those were like the go-to spots. And I'm not saying I did that all the time. You know what I actually ended up doing a lot of were like the lean cuisine meals or the smart ones. Yes. But I was never full from them. So I'm really big on meal prep and doing it in a convenient way. Yeah. But then I'd eat these meals thinking I was being healthy, quote unquote healthy, and that, you know, they're calorie controlled. They had some protein. But then I'm like super hungry when I'm done. So then I'm just going and grabbing a bunch of random snacks in the pantry. You know what? This brings up a
1: really good point now that I've gone all the way back to my early 20s because I was like, what did I do? And you're right. Like we, we didn't have the... Things that make our life easier available right now. You didn't even have like meal services that were putting together healthy food like they do right now. Yes. And so I would skip breakfast. This was before kids though. Okay.
0: I would skip breakfast. And that's where a lot of mine is before kids too.
1: Right. Um, skip breakfast. Then I would eat wherever I worked because there was usually some place on hand to grab like something healthy-ish maybe. And then I would do
0: like a lean cuisine for dinner. Yeah. Or a, what hel- I did. a healthy choice soup can or a progresso soup yes. can. That's like what I lived off of for quote unquote meal prep yeah. or meals.
1: Yeah. So no wonder then when you get married and or start having kids, you're like, this doesn't
0: work for yeah. everybody. I got me figured out, but I don't know about you. Like my husband will not eat a can of soup as a meal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, why not? Like this is super easy. Yeah. But again, I think where the tension happened for me is I actually enjoy the act of cooking. And mm-hmm. you know that about me where you're like, I don't even like making recipes mm-hmm. like I enjoy cooking. I enjoy trying new flavors, but it wasn't until I became an entrepreneur and then you couple that with having kids, and I was like, wait a minute, the times of making recipes and doing meal prep in that way, that's no longer realistic in my life right now. In this season, yeah. and so I would try to keep operating from how I did it before, which I was wasteful and spending a lot of time, you know, yeah. doing things that didn't matter. But I would keep trying to do that when the boys were here, and I'm like, well, this doesn't work. Like, they don't want to have a casserole. Like, they don't want their food mixed together. They don't even want a taco. They don't like the seasoning in a taco shell. I remember trying to make them just a burger one time and they don't want the burger meat on yes. the bun. And I'm like trying to do all these things to recreate. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. I was either trying to recreate what I did before they were here or I tried to recreate the way that my mom did it because I mean that woman had a dinner on the table every single night. Yeah. But I started to That's think about Yeah. But okay, now I'm going to be curious how your mom did it. But I started to think of a way my mom did it. And I'm like, oh, she does it the way that we're going to teach. She had a protein source, she had a carb source, she had a vegetable source, and we always started with a salad. And so she was always making it usually the day of, but she already knew how to build the plate where I was doing all the recipes or trying to do it all in advance and getting tired of the food. Mm -hmm. Like, how did your mom do it? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I think that was how they did it back in the day. It was like very similar. But my mom did like, there was set favorites, set staples, which we'll talk about that too. But I think... It did me a disservice and I try to do this with my kids a little bit more is talk out with them what they like to eat. It was always what my mom thought we liked to eat and or should have. So when I got to college I was like, who's going to do my food? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to be a little bit more like,
0: what do you guys what do you guys like to eat?
1: Uh Because I don't know, actually, what your flavor palette is.
0: Okay, so now I'm going off on a tangent. And we can save this for a different podcast. So in our training call in the Angie Method, remember, I'm going to do the one about like what is a child's role with food and what is a parent's role with Mm, food. And this is, I am not a professional in it. This is just based off of experience. This is based off of research, research that I've done. But it was interesting. Like They're like, a child doesn't actually know what to eat. What they do know intuitively, which a lot of us have lost just because of our diet world, or I'll say I have lost, Mm -hmm. true hunger and fullness cues. They know that, right? But it's still our job to guide them to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. like for dinner tonight, do you want chicken or do you want steak? Or do you want green beans or do you want broccoli? We're still guiding them to be like, hey, we want you to have a little protein. We want you to try a vegetable. Like We want you to eat your sustenance foods. But their job is to tell us, When they're truly hungry and when they're truly full, we guide them on terms of like, hey, this food's going to help you run, jump, play. And this food's going to help you build muscle. And this one's going to help you think a little bit more. Like this one might make you a little bit more tired. There's nothing wrong with it. But we want you to be in tuned with how you feel, the sensations you're having. And so that's where like when I think about meal prep now Mm -hmm. and we can get into it. I'm also thinking about how they can learn, just like you said, like what foods do you like? If you yeah. don't like a banana, that's okay. You might like cantaloupe more. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: Even down to we came from the generation of like finish your plate club. What oh, if you're my. absolutely full and you have to finish your plate?
0: Emily, this is going to be in my training tomorrow.
1: Is it really? Yes. I've, I try to, like,
0: and like you said,
1: don't get me wrong, within reason, we want you to eat enough. You can't like pull the wool over my eyes for dessert. You know what I mean? But. Yes. I try not to tell my kids that what I put on their plate, they have to eat all of it. Now, it's a different story if they put what they want on their plate. They, they made that decision. But my kids are really young right now. And I don't want to have to tell them that they have to eat until, you know, my son tells me a lot. I'm not hungry anymore. I'm like, oh, well, okay.
0: They know. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is where like we can get into like the way that we do meal prep now. And I think it really benefits kids and them being in the driver's seat to learn about their hunger and fullness, but also to have a little bit of options within food groups. Yeah. Rather than it's just being like, this is the recipe I made, this is what you're eating. And like, I remember Paul's mom told me story, Paul's my husband, that (laughs) she would make certain things and he'd be like, mom, that's literally going to make me throw up. And she's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And she's like, sure enough, I'd make him eat it and he would throw up. And then she's like, oh, like, I think he really, maybe there's an aversion to the texture or the flavor. gosh, Angie,
1: I can't believe he has that story. I have the same story. I sat at the table one morning. I told everybody I did not like milk by itself. I'll eat it in a cereal, but. The taste of milk still to this day makes me gag. And my dad was like, you need milk for healthy bones. And I sat at the table. I love you, dad. And he made me drink a whole glass of milk. And I threw the whole thing up on the table. Yes. I was like, I was not kidding.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. My sister's exactly the same. She could not drink milk. Now, so my mom would like give her Gatorade because she was really tiny. And that worked well for her. But again, my mom was listening. Like she really did a good job of listening to what we liked and didn't like.
1: That's good. I can tell that you're a little bit more free with food. I can tell that for sure. I am. I am
0: pretty free with food and I'm pretty fortunate for that. Like she never really put a label on anything, but you know, a lot of learning still had.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into meal prepping for multiple people.
0: Okay. So first I want to do kind of like the aha moment. All right. So what we started to realize coaching a lot of women in our world is the problem they had with meal prep was the amount of time they thought it was going to take them yeah, and it was time they wanted to spend with the people they love the most or maybe they wanted to spend it on getting the house ready for the week or doing laundry or whatever it is and they're like I just don't want to be in the kitchen grinding away for four hours and missing out on the little bit of time that I might get with my family in a relaxed state on like a Saturday or Sunday. Right. So they thought it took too much time, which when you start to think that, you're like, well, that's time I don't have. So then they wouldn't do it at all. And then they would start to have a little bit more of a chaotic type of eating experience at home, or they noticed that their kids were being a little bit more defiant when it came to meal times and what was being served. And mm-hmm. so we're like, well, let's just figure out a way that A, helps the individual we're working with reach their health goals and whatever that means to them. How can you make it easier to enjoy the act of serving food, making food, and enjoying it with your family? Yeah. And then how to save you like money. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different reasons why we do it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I started to realize this and it was like prep ingredients and turn it into meals. Mm -hmm. And when I started to think about that, I'm like what we're trying to help women in general, in our world, is understand the science behind nutrition. We've done so many diets, but we've never actually stopped to understand, like, what does that food do for me? Like, if this food does this for my child, it helps give them energy. It helps them run. It helps them play. Like, why am I not learning that for myself? Right. So if we can back it out a little bit and be like, okay, what are the ingredients that I need in any given week to give me energy, to give me satiety? Go back and listen to Sustenance and Celebration. We talked about it in that podcast, Mm -hmm. but this is where it all started. So I was like, okay, prep ingredients, turn it into a meal based on your mood with food. Yes, that was life changing for
1: me coming into the program thinking about because I think the mentality is let me go buy what I like to eat made or somebody else make it for me. You know what I mean? Yep. And it really helped me to break it down. What is in this dish that I like? And could I throw it together myself? And honestly, I ended up liking cooking more because I found out that a lot of those fancy recipes that I love, I didn't need a lot of that stuff. And I could make something still that tastes really well pretty easily and quick And still get the like same vibe and feel like a buffalo chicken bowl with blue cheese on top. Yeah. Like
0: one of our clients shared in the group yesterday, she just (laughs) took a food processor with her chicken, Mm -hmm. cottage cheese, the Frank's red hot sauce. I think that was it. She's like, I just pulsed it real quick. And it was like my easy buffalo chicken dip snack. That sounds really
1: cool. So she put all of that together. She made the chicken dip.
0: Yeah. And it was so simple. Oh my God, just last year. I, I did a lot more than that. Well, I'm, I'm, look at this. This the, is I'm a genius. Thank goodness for the cottage cheese trend because thank goodness. there's so many good recipes. Okay. So let's break it down. If you're making, we're going to go making for multiples because I feel like even if you're not making for multiples. You're going to need this. Yeah. The strategy. Yeah. So the way we like to think about it, we're always prepping ingredients, assembling it into a meal. So no longer do you even have to use the word meal prep. Right. You're just making ingredients. And then when they're getting low, you're replenishing them. And then you're making ingredients and you're assembling it into a meal for yourself or for others. Right. Or
1: if you're out, you can totally get something else and change your mind. Yes. Without wasting a bunch of food, which is going to save
0: you money. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. Okay, so we always start with protein first. So when you're thinking about making your grocery list, shopping it, and prepping it, the star of every meal is the protein. Yeah. And so this introduces... The leading lady. The leading lady. We call it Inside the Angie method. I've seen nobody else call it this before. I call it movie casting when it comes to your meal prep and making your actual meal. Yeah. So protein, star of the show. Mm -hmm. No matter what, you have to think about when you're making a meal, what will the protein source be? So you can kind of back it up and you're like, okay, the proteins we like at dinner as a family are chicken, ground beef, Pork tenderloin. Yeah, and So that sounds good. Yeah, and that might stay the same week to week. Right. But the way you'll assemble it will give you variety. Right. Okay. okay. So you're backing it up. So you're like, okay, I make dinner mostly for my entire family, right? Like maybe lunch I'm on my own. Paul's on his own. The boys are at daycare. I don't have to worry about them. If you do have kids that you send to school at the lunch, yes, we're going to reverse engineer for that too.
1: That's a, a really good point really quick. Decide when everybody is on their own mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about it. And then work around what you are feeding everybody with. Like, because, it, it,
0: you know, kids are at school for lunch. I'm on my own for lunch. You know, yeah. Decide to when it's a little bit more fast-paced to get a meal on the table and when it's more relaxed. Mm, good point. Right? Because if it's the morning, and stay tuned, we're going to do this as a series. Next episode, Emily and I are going to share, and we're going to, like, Put a little pull up in our coaching group breakfast ideas, mm-hmm. because I feel like if you are a busy professional mom or just a busy mom CEO of the house and you have kids going to school, it's a little bit more hectic in the morning. Breakfast is always busy. Yeah. And so we'll want to lean into that's so when you lean into convenience. That's when you lean into like faster execution of meals. But for right now, you're thinking about when you're building your meal prep ingredient list. When are the meals that you are going to eat all together? When are they going to be convenience foods? But start with the protein first. Right. Okay. So I always like to start with what are going to be the dinner proteins. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, what are my lunch proteins? What are my breakfast proteins? Mm -hmm. But you make your list around the protein first. You're like, okay, so Emily's going to do chicken, ground beef, and pork tenderloin. Right. Now. Except I'm not because that's not my profile. That's yours. She will do shrimp (laughs) and (laughs) ribeye. That's exactly my profile. Okay, keep going. Right, I know you. (laughs) If you come to my house, I'll have your ribeye ready. Uh, Okay, so once you know your protein, the star of the show when you're making this movie, now, who is going to be the supporting actor or actress? This is a very important question because this changes it. This was the game changer for when I started to introduce this method. Do you yeah. want to share how we decide who the supporting actor or actress is when we're building our plate? No, you keep going. Okay, because you know this is my jam. Emily, is this your jam? thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be the star <laughs> of the show right now. I just love listening. You love food so
1: much. I love listening to you love break food. it down.
0: Yeah. And I love meal prep. I truly do love the act of it now because there's no stress re- like related to it. Yeah. Okay. The a- the supporting actor or actress is the carbohydrate. Yeah. So you've heard, if you followed anything with macronutrients, if you followed anything with using your hand for measurements to build a plate, on your plate there is a protein, there is a carb, there is a fat source, and there's generally a micronutrient, a vitamin or mineral made from a fruit or a vegetable. Yeah. Okay? So you have your supporting actor or actress, which is, I also like to think about it, the vessel that you serve your protein with. If you think about any recipe you've made, any meal you've gotten at a restaurant, any meal that comes frozen to you like a smart one, let's take chicken for example, right? If it is chicken and then you bought a meal at the store, maybe it was like a chicken alfredo. Why are you laughing? Because I'm so excited.
1: I can't get over that. We're calling our protein the vessel. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) well. So
0: the carb is the vessel. Now the you're going to confuse. The carb Listen. is the vessel. I'm so sorry. Yes,
1: I just love that we're getting this profound about it. Listen up, you guys. This is profound.
0: Yes, at least I'm not using like other weird words like <laughs> moist and stuff. Those are weird words. So okay, okay, keep okay. going. <laughs> okay, so we won't. The vessel. Okay, is your carbohydrate. Carbohydrate, got it. So if you think about the pasta, which is the carbohydrate, is the vessel that the chicken was served with with the Alfredo sauce, which I will get there, is your lighting and your costume. Okay? So when you think about ground beef, you could have a vessel of a taco shell. You -hmm. could have a vessel of noodles for spaghetti. Mm -hmm. You could have a vessel of a bun if you were having sloppy joes. You could have – Or if it was a burger. Yes, a wrap, anything. So if you can start to think about, like, what would I serve my protein with? Mm-hmm. That's your carbohydrate. Right.
1: Or a bed of lettuce, because don't forget fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Yeah. carbohydrate.,
0: yeah. Yes, exactly. And people forget that. So if you're having a salad and you put chicken on it, your chicken was your protein. The vessel you served it with, the supporting actor, actress, is all of the vegetables and the fruit that you might add Right.
1: With it. So then this now makes it spaghetti night,
0: pasta night, you know. And it we're makes, having wraps. Yeah. And it makes it flexible. Right. If you have picky eaters or someone that wants variety. So we'll we'll bring it full circle. Now, the how do you enhance it? Right? How do you make your movie better? Right? Because you can't just have the actor and the actress or whatever. Like yeah. you have to bring in some like sizzle and everybody
1: that, likes cinema cinematography.
0: Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I'm like, okay, how do you make a meal interesting? Yeah. Well, it's made interesting with good fat sources, right, because of the texture of them. Like, if you think about butter, avocado, nut butters, nuts, seeds, what we like about it most, yeah, the flavor is good, but it gives it a good texture. Whether yeah, it's crunchy s- or, yeah, Silky, creamy, creamy. Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, well, I have this, this chicken, and I've had this, like, I don't know, I'm going to say tacos, so we'll say a shell, a chicken taco. You're like, I don't know, chicken's kind of dry, and so is a, a tortilla shell. But what's going to make it really tasty? It's the, the guacamole you put on it, yeah. right? It's the fresh herbs, like a sprinkle of cilantro. And mm-hmm. so you think about the costume, the lighting, what's going to enhance it as, yes, your good fat source, but also spices and right. fresh herbs and a squeeze of citrus, it's your sauces, it's your condiments. And that's where you could, quote unquote, take an old recipe of a flavor profile you like and make it so easy to turn it into that flavor profile with very little stress of assembling a meal.
1: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, let's face it, all the flavors and the, the salt and the fat. So if you're bored of chicken, well, like, how are you eating it? How are you eating it? Because if you switch it up and add the variety with this concept that we're talking about, with like the movie casting, having your vessel, and then like the things that give it the
0: pop that make it the actual whole entire plate, chicken doesn't have to be that boring. No. Can you remind me on episode three of this series, I'll do chicken, and I will tell you one instant pot chicken, how I can turn it into like 12 meals. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually. I've seen that YouTube video. And I
1: remember thinking, honestly, like, no lie. Somewhere along the way, I thought I had to have chicken a certain way to lose weight.
0: (laughs) I totally know what you mean. And see, I actually just like chicken, I like the taste of it. Right. But you were like associating it with fat loss. Right. That it had to be just like plain and dry and nothing else on it. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Back in the old day when you were meal prepping, was part of your fat loss research meal prep chicken, broccoli, and rice because of, like, bikini competitors because that's what I had associated with Yeah, but, and you can't have anything on it. Everything has to taste bland. Nobody ever really told me that but that's like what I took on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and then you think you're like, ooh, so I just have to eat dry, nasty food if I'm going to meal prep it. What we're telling you is no, you're going to make these ingredients and then you're going to get creative by adding all these flavors. So right. So you're never bored. And it's so easy to make a meal in less than 10 minutes for the whole family.
1: Right. And also another thing I learned was You don't have to drench a salad in salad dressing if you add a lot of things into it for it to taste good. And you can do like a a little pop, like a tablespoon of dressing
0: when you have all your flavors in there that you want. And it's really amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait for the dinner episode. I already have like 30 (laughs) ideas in my head. Okay. So let's, I'm just going to give one example though. If it is a family, because we're going to do a dinner episode, but I want to show or tell our listeners how this would work big picture for dinner.
1: Right. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, how? okay, yes. This is the good, our whole point. How do you pull
0: this together for multiple people? To save time. Right. For picky eaters and variety. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take Paul, for example. Okay. He could literally just eat steak and potatoes. He's not a vegetable fan, and that's Mm -hmm. okay, right? Like, he gets his nutrients from other things. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to introduce the boys to different flavors right now. Right. So, let's say the protein for the night was going to be steak, and... I have one kid who's like, well, I don't like steak, right? Like, mommy, I want the mommy chicken. Like, our boys love chicken. Yeah, the mommy chicken. (laughs) Right, well, that's easy because I've already prepped my two to three prep proteins in bulk. Remember, I'm like, you have to start with that. So I'm like, okay, so you guys just want the shredded chicken? Great, that's two seconds for me to pull it out of the fridge, warm it up, and put it on their plate. And then Paul and I can still have steak. Right. So if I'm like, okay, so we've decided our proteins. Always decide your protein first. But if you are a mom you're like the whole family likes ground beef, for example, get your ground beef out. And then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so here's the options. Look, I have shells if you want tacos mm-hmm. or I have, you can eat the ground beef as it is. If you want the salad, look, I have lettuce. Mm-hmm. If you want the Pasta, noodles. Yeah. yeah, Like I will make actually a batch of noodles in advance. And then when I reheat them, I just put a little bit of butter or like chicken broth and mm-hmm. I reheat them that way so they don't get so dry. Right. But you're making it easy. So you're like, okay, like, what do you want? Like, here's the ground beef, and here's the taco shell, and here's the pasta. Oh, okay. So this kid wants marinara sauce tonight. Easy. Just throw the marinara. Just throw it in. Yeah. They don't care about recipes. They don't. They really or how much you made.
1: No. Or that you have leftovers. <laughs> yeah. They just don't care.
0: And yeah. then you're like, oh, great. You want the the ground beef taco. Throw some taco sauce on it and some cheese. Yeah. Right? And so now, you might be, like, eating dinner, and you're like, yeah, but I just want the taco salad. So you're, like, taking your lettuce and throwing your meat on there, and then the next night maybe you're having ground beef again who cares but they still give to pick their own flavor profiles yeah it works out perfectly
1: and we do this a lot too because ground beef that was for tacos one night can become quesadillas the next night can throw and my daughter loves to throw it in cheese just yeah. cheese and the meat in the bowl another night you know what i mean Which
0: and i honest- love ama because i actually do that a lot i literally will just have meat <laughs> and cheese and a sauce
1: Yes. I mean, they love that. And you know, it's so funny too. Like, I think when you eat it different ways, you give them different ideas like to experiment. So the other night we had ground beef and the kids were doing, um, taco shells and I just didn't really want it in taco form. So I took the shell and I crumbled it up and I let the meat and cheese kind of like melt together. And then I like had a, a taco bowl with crumpled up shell in it. And Walker was like, Oh, I want it that way.
0: It's kind of fun because then they get creative because they see us. Or like I do love with ground beef. Oh gosh, we're getting into the dinner episode. I better (laughs) wrap it up. I love cheeseburger bowls. Right, so I'll do like the big mac in a bowl. Yeah, I love love that. Yep. Or I love doing the rice with the ground beef. And then I'll add kind of similar to like chicken fried rice, but Mm -hmm. I'll do peas and carrots in there. And then I mix that through with a barbecue sauce. I know it sounds random, but this is where you can get more playful with your flavor profiles. And it takes no time at all to just be like, dump, dump, dump in a bowl, add a sauce or a spice and you're good to go. Yeah. And I will, I'll say really quick,
1: like you can experiment more because you've got all these single ingredient foods on hand. So the other Sunday, like Walker didn't want a full pizza and I didn't really want pizza, but I kind of wanted like a taste of it, you know? So I had seen on TikTok, these pizza roll-ups and all I needed was like shredded cheese, a few pepperoni slices, which I had on hand for other things and a tortilla. And then you let it like melt in the skillet, put the tortilla on the top, then you flip it, let it cook a little bit, put some marinara in the middle, roll it up. And we had like tortilla roll ups. Do you know how long that took me? Like five minutes and I didn't have to order a whole pizza.
0: Yes. And you shared it in our Facebook community group. Yes. I was like, oh, I'm making that. Because again, when we think about how simple this stuff can be. Yeah. Or if you are going to make a different choice because maybe you are looking to get leaner right now so you can't have as many calories as like pizza has where you're like, hey, the kids can still have pizza and Mm -hmm. I can have this quick variation. It's just have the ingredients ready to to go. Boom, in minutes.
1: Well, and then that leads us into not to mention that saves you money because I didn't have to order all this extra food. I could use what I had on hand till I run out and make it a couple different ways. So
0: it ends up saving you money. You know what I do now with chili? What? I buy one that's already at the grocery store at like Whole Foods in the chili section. Uh And then I just amp it up with more stuff. So I buy a smaller amount to get the flavor of it. But then I'll add more ground beef to it. Or I love like bell peppers and carrots. So I still can have it. But I'm like, I'm not going to go buy all the stuff and take all the time to make it myself. I'm going to take a little help from the store and make it like semi-homemade, which was one of my favorite cooking shows, by the way. Oh, I love that. Yes. I mean,
1: you know what I do?
0: I like make it
1: a game of like, what can I make out of what I have left? Me too. (laughs)
0: And I love smorgasbord bowls. So good. (laughs) It's like my favorite. Okay. Okay. So let's leave them with some actionable steps of how like our lady listeners can start using the movie casting method. What would be like your first thing to be like, all right, first thing you got to do is this when you're thinking about strategizing meals for yourself. Well, I think it's important to
1: sit down and kind of figure out what everybody does like to eat, their reoccurring proteins, and like you said, the carbohydrate, the vessel, and the condiments, because then... You can plug and play yourself into how you like those things and similar ingredients for everybody. Like you said, you can start to build out your week based on like whether we want pasta tonight. I'm not a huge pasta fan, but I will figure something out with that protein because I do like that protein that's going on and I'll do different condiments. Having that figured out and all on hand um,
0: will really help you planning your entire week. It's the biggest thing that you can do right and always we always say like two to three proteins that you might cook and then have two to three proteins that don't require you to cook them meaning like maybe you buy pre-made hard-boiled eggs you buy lunch Mm -hmm. meat string cheese cottage cheese greek yogurt protein powder those are all just quick easy don't require much of your bandwidth to do right so you have a combination okay i love that yeah i'm gonna say number two because i didn't talk about this Figure out your type of prep method you prefer and you're comfortable with. Because we have some people that like to cook and we have some people that don't like to cook. Yeah. If you don't like to cook, your preferred prep method might be buy a lot of things prepped already. And that is okay. Right. You can buy rotisserie chickens. You can buy tuna in a can. You can, a lot of the grocery stores back in Chicago, I haven't really looked in Austin, you can have them make your protein right there on a grill top in the grocery store. Yes. So that was the biggest permission, I guess I gave
1: myself. I thought that in order to actually really be providing for your family, you had to chop up all the vegetables for yourself.
0: You had to do it on your own.
1: Yeah. I Like guys, I will pay other people to chop up everything I need chopped up and I buy it that
0: way. I will spend the extra money too. Like you can either buy it where it's pre-chopped in the produce section, mm-hmm. or if you have a really good salad bar at your grocery store, walk in there and just be like, Ooh, look, they already have the sliced cucumber. Yeah. They have the sliced bell peppers for fajita night tonight. Yeah. Like, it is such a game changer.
1: Yeah. Take help. I from mean, the store. don't get me wrong. Sometimes I will chop up a watermelon myself, but sometimes I don't have time. Nope. And I just need it to come cubed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. You're looking at what bandwidth you have versus what you want to serve your family yeah. or yourself. Okay. So then, if you don't like to cook, lean into convenience. If you do like to cook, Figure out your cooking methods that are realistic for the time you have available. And so I am huge with the Instant Pot. Like mm-hmm. it is the easiest tool for me. So easy. We use the grill all year long. We obviously have that option because mm-hmm. uh, we live in Texas. But you could have a flat top grill inside. Right. Right. If we, Instapot scare you, you could use a crock pot. Let it yeah. sit all day. Yeah. yeah, use the crock pot. Mm-hmm. I also am big on frozen vegetables and frozen rice yep. and frozen oats because, yes, I told you I don't put frozen food in there and pull it back out, but I will put frozen vegetables and then throw them in the microwave for six minutes. And so what's beautiful about this is if I know the proteins I want to be cooking and most carbohydrates and fats are pretty much like pantry stable or like freezer stable. They're like the easiest ones to prep. Right. So I'm thinking about my cooking method when I'm prepping ingredients. So let's say I'm going to do, I'll just use my example still the ground beef, the chicken in the instant pot, and maybe we're going to grill steak. So what I can do is I can get the instant pot going first. And I can throw my chicken in there, which takes one minute. I know it's 35 minutes once it's up to pressure. So I have that going for 35 minutes. I can start the ground beef in the pan, which what takes less than 10 minutes to brown up a huge bulk amount while Paul is grilling the steak. So we have three things going and it'll all be done in less than an hour. And then for carbohydrates, I'm like, okay, what are they going to be? Oh, this week we want uh, jasmine rice. We want sweet potatoes and Mm -hmm. we're going to have oats, right? So I'm like, okay, we're going to have oat packets. So that's simple. That goes in the microwave when we want it. That takes no time at all. The rice, I bought a frozen bag of it from like Trader Joe's. That goes in the microwave. Sweet potatoes, I can wait for the chicken to be done and do them in the Instant Pot or just throw them in the oven and roast them. And so I'm always thinking about strategizing the method of actually prepping the food too to save me time and to make it efficient. You know what one
1: other thing I do um, that's really helped me out? I'm thinking about what I can eat cold. Because I know there's a lot of other people out there that just like don't really like stuff after the first time they have cook it mm-hmm. and reheat it and stuff, which is totally fine. For me, it's shrimp. I can cook shrimp and eat it hot. And then pretty much the rest of the week, I eat it cold. Okay. And then sometimes I buy the shrimp cocktail potter if I don't feel like cooking it at all, those huge ones at H-E-B, and I eat off of it for like three days. But my whole point with this is... Like, lunch meat, like, four slices of the oven-roasted turkey gets you pretty high protein. Maybe you feel like a BLT that day. Like, figure out the types of proteins that you like eating cold that you can do
0: really, really quickly or eat over again for multiple days. I 100% agree. And I, like, don't mind steak cold in wraps. I don't mind – I actually Uh, don't mind chicken cold in wraps. So. Yeah, love that's that. a good
1: point. And then also like chicken that's been cooked, you can then like do like chicken salad tastes really good cold too, you know? Yeah. The buffalo dip, mm-hmm. it would taste good
0: cold or hot, or yeah. you can make it cold and pop it in the microwave and warm it through.
1: I'm always thinking about that because sometimes even if I have the time, I don't feel like heating anything up.
0: No, just you made me laugh because Lars and Leif love shrimp cocktail. Do they really? Every time we're at HEB, they're like, mommy, we want shrimp tonight. But they only want shrimp cocktail. They don't like it when I make the shrimp. Again, texture, <sighs> yeah. right? So I'm like, all right, that's easy for me. Like, I, I think
1: my ancestors came from the coast. I could build a whole life on shrimp.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> love shrimp. Yes. So, okay, so we talked about make your list, know your proteins, know when you actually need to serve a meal, when it's a busier week, and you're like, we're going to do convenience on the go at Chick-fil-A chi- or Chipotle, Yeah, your cooking method. And then just have your pantry and your fridge stocked with the – Add in flavors. That's like the biggest thing when you want variety. And so, I mean, if you join our Facebook community group, we're constantly sharing ideas and Mm -hmm. recipes. But I always think about the different condiments or sauces or fresh herbs or spices in the pantry that I want on hand in any given week. To like be like, hey, tonight I'm in the mood for Mexican. Great. I have taco sauce. Tonight I'm in the mood for Thai. Great. I have my favorite G. Hughes Thai chili sauce. I'm in the mood for barbecue. I have a barbecue sauce. And so just think about the flavors that you and your family like. That's where all the variety comes from. I agree because and also too, I forget to be
1: creative and like somebody makes something else and I'm just like, oh, I forgot. I love that. Like we have a client. I used to love tuna melts back in the day. I
0: love tuna
1: melts. And she does it in the air fryer slice of bread, tuna packet, cheese on top. How easy is that?
0: That sounds delicious. Right? I also love egg salad. Oh my gosh, egg salad is so good. Yeah, and our client, Chris, well- She's our team member, Kristen, who was a client first. She was showing me the way she does egg salad. And, you know, you just – hard-boiled eggs or soft-boiled eggs in the Instant Pot are the easiest thing. Yeah. They peel so great. It's like one minute in there. But then if you have some, just left as hard-boiled eggs because the boys do like the whites of hard-boiled eggs. So I'll do that. But yeah. I sometimes want it different. And so egg salad, I take a little bit of Greek yogurt, which is more protein, add in some – I have those – uh Sugar free sweet pickles that I like. You know, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So I, I put love sugar free sweet pickles. Tiny bit of celery and miracle and boom. Yeah. Million See, that's milk. the
1: thing about single ingredients that you have on hand, you can play around. I also love that zero sugar relish. And then just like yes. one day, I had leftover hot dogs and I was like, I'm going to do me a Chicago dog bowl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Wait,
0: that sounds really good. Oh, so good. And if you get the Applegate turkey dogs, They're actually higher protein and really low calorie. I might have to go do that, actually. That sounds good. Okay. All right. So I feel like that gives you some things to think about. And then next week, we're just going to, it's going to be fun because we're just going to share all of our breakfast ideas.
1: Yeah. So in the meantime, hit us up with what you like to eat. Always looking for a new dish. Yeah. Different ideas. But also we would really love to like hear that you're experiencing with this concept and how much easier it makes your life. It
0: doesn't have to be hard. Yes. Okay. So to wrap it up, we hope you liked today's episode. If you do want more information on meal prep, we recently hosted a meal prep workshop. It was a free workshop that one of our coaches, Kelly, led for us. You can search the show note descriptions. There's a link there. You can click it. You can grab the replay to that workshop. It'll give you a lot more ideas on what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. And if you liked today's episode, feel free to take a little screenshot of it, share it on your story, tag us, share it with your friends. We'd really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. And if you also liked it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, download the episodes. We really appreciate it. Leave a review. Yeah. We're actually sending out 75 hats this coming couple of weeks for people who did leave reviews. So
0: so well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Happy meal prepping. Bye, y'all.